Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five best hires now that we're kind of to the end of this cycle. My apologies to Jed Fish. He was number six to me. Well, well I'm just going to wait and see. Uh, I think it was a good hire, but he was number six to me. Number five, Fran Brown at Syracuse. This is the first, like, no offense to Dino Babers, but this is the first hire at Syracuse in my lifetime that feels like a coach who legitimately brings the, the right kind of energy to it. I mean, he was, he's been successful as an assistant where he's been. Um, he brought energy to Temple. He brought energy here to Baylor. He's just kind of the right personality they need to kind of not look at what Syracuse has been and look at what they are and then look what they could be. Uh, he's already roped in some pretty uh, high-level players. Look, you've got to be a pretty good recruiter to convince a quarterback like Kyle McCord, who, yes, we know is not the best Ohio State quarterback ever, but he just went 11-1, and so he wasn't like an Ohio State transfer that wasn't playing. He was their starter and could have gone a lot of places, but to convince him to go to Syracuse to kind of help you jumpstart that, not to mention some of the other guys he's got in, the coaching staff he's building is pretty impressive. I really, really like the hire of Fran Brown at Syracuse, albeit it's hard to win there, but if there's somebody who can kind of not care about that, I do think it's Fran Brown. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they could have gotten anybody who's more experienced and with closer ties to the region than Fran Brown. I mean, being down south in a state that's bigger than every state other than, what, Alaska? and It's Texas, two, and then California's three, I believe. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, outside of that, like, it's just a different part of the world down here. And up there in that northeastern area, all that experience at Temple and Philly, New Jersey, New York, and – um, with Rutgers there as well, and just growing up in that area, and, and uh, being a New Jersey guy, I just I think he knows the ins and outs. I think he knows the pulse, and I think he he knows the game of college football, having also spent time at Georgia here recently. So I just I think he checks a lot of good boxes for you, and I just don't know how you could really other than I mean, if you were doing a creative coach for Syracuse football, that's 
younger and hipper and you can vibe with the kids but also knows all the different parts of your geography and his I just I think he's the perfect guy for them I do I think that's an exciting hire and I don't recall really talking much about Syracuse football these last few years uh, other than the occasional mention of Dino Babers but I think we're going to be talking a bit more about them moving forward because I'm a believer that Fran Brown's going to do a really good job there I love his accent <laughs> when they had the staff with Rule, and I love the accents that we got with some of the guys that were on that staff. Yeah, absolutely. Number four, Brent Brennan in Arizona. Look, um, given, you know, we talked about it with John Wilner uh, under an hour ago, but given the fact that there's about to be some belt tightening around the program, at least for a little while, uh, hiring a guy who was doing this on a shoestring budget at another place is pretty smart. Like, there's, he, he's probably, it's not going to be bad for football. They're going to have pretty much everything they need, but I'm sure in the short term he's going to have to navigate some well we can't do that this year but we can do it next year uh and because of that that's good he's he's won uh where he's been uh he's consistent like he he's he's he was in the dick Tomey tree which is the last time that they were great for a long time uh, at arizona or an extended period of time so i i really like this one i think he's gonna fit there really well i think he's got the right vibe for the big 12 too i think that he's gonna he's gonna fit this league really really good yeah, I mean, the winning's been uh, hit or miss. I mean, it's gotten better here as of late, but definitely some lean years early on with San Jose State and building it up to where they've been a bowl team the last couple of years. Uh, I'm, I'm still learning a bit about him. I, I'm not going to pretend to be nearly as familiar as I am with Fran Brown uh, since he was around here. But, uh, yeah, I think that Arizona got put into a pinch because of Jed Fish, and Brent Brennan seemed like – a very enthusiastic, optimistic guy uh, for the situation uh, who was willing to embrace uh, the uh, the Wildcats program. And, yeah, he's got some things to, I guess, deal with off the field, some some challenges that maybe not everybody else has to deal with at the moment. But I think he's a, a guy who seems to be the right type rather than somebody who maybe was like a veteran who like that kind of a situation might bother them a bit more. Yeah. Whereas he is – Thankful to be where he is, not looking necessarily for yeah. something better already. And so I think that is uh, the right timing to have a guy like that for Arizona as they make this uh, unwanted transition because you were hoping that you are just going to roll in with Jed Fish and start winning football games in the Big 12. But given the hand you were dealt, I think it's a, it's a respectable hire, yeah. yeah. Number three. Jonathan Smith, uh, huge fan of Jonathan Smith uh, at Michigan State. Uh, the actually reason I didn't name him number one is uh, I, I just – I don't trust his administration all that much. They seem to kind of interfere or, or be a little bit. Had he not left for Michigan State and DeBoer leaves? Yeah, I mean, like he would probably be at, at Washington. I would think. Of course, you know, that's timing. Take it yeah. up, but that's timing, you know. But Michigan State made a really, really good hire. This is one of the the best young and up and coming uh, coaching minds in the league it's, or in the country as far as offense goes. Especially, um, he's already brought in some good players. He's uh, going to help them out as they. He's a good guy to bring in as you transition to a new conference and need to find a new identity for yourself that is not a wash in scandal. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is a really good hire. The only reason, again, like I worry for anybody at Michigan State is unless you're Tom Izzo and you're kind of in, in charge of everything is their administration just seems to make, um, you know, missteps from time to time. Yeah, they do. Um, and I think that was, you know, still not enough to prohibit a guy like him yeah. from saying, oh, Big Ten and big money and big yeah. opportunity. And, and let me go leave the school that I'm also familiar with coming off of a fantastic little run, fantastic year 
and uh, go to, to greener literally pastures. But, yeah, I'd, I'd have that in the back of my mind. Luckily for a guy like Jonathan Smith or whoever was signed up for that gig, he got a pretty ironclad contract. I would imagine that if any goofiness goes on, you're going to be set no matter what. But, yeah, can he avoid having any of those issues arise and just be able to focus on football and get Michigan State back to a place where they've been off and on for – you know, several years. I mean, just pick a time period, and they might be a down. There's no time period. They're they're way up, and so there's clearly some success that can be had there. Can he establish it and and do it for the long haul? We'll see. But I think that given they have some issues that may have pushed away some other coaches or made them more hesitant, um, that's a really good hire. I mean, that's a really good hire given all the egg on your face from the whole Mel Tucker debacle. Uh, from the contract to what got him booted, uh, how all of that ended up working out in the end. I mean, to end up with Jonathan Smith after all was said and done is pretty damn good parting prize, honestly. Yep. Number two, Willie Fritz in Houston. I don't just say this because he was on the show today, but for someone who is um, a culture builder and a, you know, kind of a unifier, I, I think that, you know, you could just kind of hear it in Dana Hogerson's voice that he was a little bit exasperated at times. You know, we'd have him on the show or he'd talk about things. You don't hear that with Willie Fritz. Like, he's energized by this. This is a really good fit for the program. Uh, and given the fact that he's been able to do this at a lot of different places and given the resources he's going to have in the Big 12 and in Houston, I loved the Willie Fritz hire. I don't think they could have gone wrong, whether it's our, our good friend Jeff Trailer or our, our good friend Willie Fritz here. Like, they, they had two really good options in Houston, and I think Willie Fritz will do a great job with the Cougars. I I like the guy. He's won at every level, everywhere he's been. Won when he was playing in college at Pittsburgh State. There's not a place he hasn't won, no matter the level, the commitment, the budget, or whatever. I think is a hell of a hire because he's a culture builder. Yeah. Like it's 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 a really good culture around really Willie Fritz. Yeah, I think they they got a slam dunk with Willie Fritz. Um, He's won everywhere he's been, as you guys mentioned, and I don't really think there's anything to add on here. I think it's a pretty no-brainer that this was a good hire, and uh, just now it's it's deeper waters for the rest of the Big 12 schools that were hoping that Houston would limp along or maybe bring Hollerson back for another year, and it's now like, oh, damn, they went and hired Willie Fritz. Like, now they're getting serious. You know what I mean? Like, now it's like, oh, shoot, got to watch out for them and, and their climb up. But, yeah, really – uh, looking forward to seeing what he's able to do with the right support and being back in Texas and knowing the area so well with all of his history here. It's going to be a lot of fun for the Cougs and a nice uh, change of pace and breath of fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. And number one, Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. Look, they um, the, Alabama had the hardest job of everybody because you're replacing the GOAT. And so you have to boil it down to, okay, there's two roads you can go. All right, let's go try to that people would do. Let's go try to hire somebody that's going to know exactly how he did it. Well, the only one who's really, really good at that now is Kirby Smart, and you're not getting him. So um, what do you do? You find somebody who's won at every part of it, who's young, who's energetic, who who is not at all intimidated by the fact that he is replacing Nick Saban like many, many others would be. Uh, and... He's just going to be able to, to – he's going to run in the straight line that Kalen DeBoer is to getting – they have all the advantages in the world. He's going to be able to do well there. It's just that the fans going to have to reset their expectations. But I do think that, you know, given everybody they could have hired, and really they could have called almost anybody but save about three guys and gotten them on a plane uh, in, in Alabama if they really, really wanted to, this is the best one they could have because he's – He's got a little bit of that risk – not – the hire, any hire is a risk, 
But he's got a little bit of that. He doesn't give a you-know-what. Yeah. And he's got that risk-taking inside game management, which might hurt him a little bit at times. And But I think their roster, which has been kind of picked apart, I think slowly but surely by the time they get to around June or July, their roster is going to be just fine. Well, they the, will reload the, once they get to the next time there's a transfer portal, and I think they've gotten a lot more players in than we, than a lot of us, maybe even me included, realize. Well, well look, they're, they're, it's going to be kind of a recycle for them, and, and maybe they'll take a step back where they're not going to be 11-2 and two on a bad year. Like, they'll be uh, good but not great maybe the year one as he reestablishes that roster. But I think in the spring portal period, there's going to be a lot of guys out there who are like, oh, I can go play at Alabama? Yeah, I'm going to go do that. So, well, if, in fact, they're good enough. Yeah, but I think they're going to. Yeah. So I think They're not going to replace Caleb Downs, something like that, but they're going to be – they're they're they'll, they'll they redshirted right. a bunch of players, which we even forget about that now, whether it's Alabama or whoever. They are still going to have, I think, a pretty loaded roster. Yeah, I mean, the guy might be 6'10 rather than 7 foot. I mean, this is basically, you know, yeah. what it is because he's a hell of a football coach. Like, he's won everywhere. We were all screaming that during the, you know, national championship run of like, wow, look at this guy and his resume, and he's won everywhere he's been, and what a great coach, and this and that. And it's just the fact that you're going to that gig with those big shoes to fill where the expectations are so high that you're like, well, can he live up to expectations yeah, I, I think that he can to some degree. Now, should Alabama fans have to taper those a little bit? Yeah, but what does that what does that mean? That means ten and two rather than thir- or twelve and zero is, is basically what that means, or eleven and one. I don't think they're going to have very much of a fall. I don't. I don't think they're suddenly going eight and four during the regular season. Maybe the first year because there's just a transition, but. I think that their dip is a dip that everybody else would love to just be as their standard. Yes. And so that's yes. that's how I kind of view it. I don't think that they're going to fall off much, uh, if at all. And, you know, if they do, then that's the side effects of losing the greatest coach the sport has ever seen. You know, that's not easy for anybody to go and, and jump in there. But, yeah, I think they'll be fine in the long run. And that's a, a home run hire, grand slam hire if you're Alabama. You couldn't have done much, if at all, any better. All right, Paul, you done? Yep. Appreciate that. Uh, Garrett, I just sent you an email. We've got about a minute or two, if that much. But uh, don't forget again tonight, 365 Sports tonight at 1030 on the local CW, thanks to Emery Winter. Also, hit the like button. Yeah, he is. We may never see him again. I'm just telling you. You know what happens. I'm going to tell you. Second, you got a second date. That's all I'll tell you. Oh, nice. He got a second date or she did? I mean, let's face it, she did. I mean, who's the winner in here? That chick. Chick. <laughs> that nice lady. That young woman. <laughs> yeah. Emery said to me earlier in the week, I will have not just one date with her, but multiple. Oh, well, it turns out he's right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, he called a shot and he's shooting well so far. I, I mentioned the uh the Joey Gillespie hire at Midway. How about this one? Todd Dodge, Hall of Famer, as successful a high school coach as ever been in Texas. He's been in retirement for a couple of years after the great run at multiple schools, including South Lake Carroll, Austin Westlake College coach. He is about to be the new head football coach at Lovejoy, up at Lucas Lovejoy, a 5A school that's rolling. And so Todd Dodge nibbled around in other places throughout the, the last few weeks, ends up at Lovejoy. Their head coach is now a part of the staff with Kobe Carthel at SFA. All right, thanks to Jack McKenzie. Garrett Ross, also our great sponsors. Hit like and subscribe when you can. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you being here. We are closing in on 1,000.
thousand shows of 365 Sports. Uh, I mean, we're going to have something about that here very soon. Paul Catalina, Craig Smoke, I'm David Smoke. Thank you very much for your time whenever you give it to us. Have a great weekend and good night. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.